All you need to know. This is the Ox Ox and the Ox and the Ox podcast. And it's talking This is the Ox Ox. This is the Ox Ox and the Ox podcast. They're talking about everything. Everything. Everything that you everything need to know. know. Everything that you everything don't need to know. Don't need know. Everything, everything that you have that you to know. have to know. Cause this is a podcast. The Ox and the Ox You now rocking with the best with that taco meat on your chest. This is the Ox and the Opus and. Special guest. The Bunzai Brothers. Oh, Whoa. Welcome on there. Welcome on there. Welcome. The original podcasters. We're going to let him uh, go ahead, Willie D. Introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. If you don't know, and you, you probably don't, my name is uh, Damian Williams. Uh, I, I go by the moniker Willie D. I'm the other half of the Bunzai Brothers. So, can we, let, let's give him some, uh, let's give him a historical reference. Like, I don't think. When did y'all start this? Because this was this was like one of the original podcasts. So let's 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 give credit where credit is due. I do not think the Ox and the Opus would have happened if it weren't for the Banzai Brothers. Yeah. So I, I will say in my heart of hearts, like I always, it'll always be us three. Who who was the uh, the idea? Was it Damien or was it you? I that, can't remember. Or it, was that it, was uh, someone, what was his, what was the other guy's name? It was Scott. Was yeah, Scott. It was, it was Scott. Scott was more like our engineer. Oh, okay. Who really didn't want to be our engineer. I don't think he wanted any affiliation <laughs> with us, primarily because of me, not because he didn't like us, but just because I don't think he knew what he was getting into until he got into it. But, uh, so, Damon, give give us some, some historical facts on our relationship in terms of how did, how did the podcast even start with the Bunzai Brothers, and it sort of transitioned over into this, so... Right. Um, it, 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 as all these things start, yes, people together, um, whether you live together or generally work, and it was through work where we all met. And um, I'm pretty sure it was, I want to say it's sparked by you, uh, by you, uh, uh, you. You are going by Danny. I know you as Danny. Uh, so I'm going to call you Danny. Yeah, we're good. I do King Conundrum for this one, but it don't matter because you know I got about fifty. I got about fifty. Uh, fifty aliases. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 you had seventeen when I met you, so <laughs> that's about right. The math, the math adds up. So uh, I'm pretty sure you you started it because you're that type to just you know fire at will. Like, hey, you know what? I think it's a good idea. We blah blah blah, and it sounded like a great idea to me, and we went for it. And it was a podcast that uh, had no structure, really. <laughs> um, we, we, we created structure on the fly. I'll say that. It wasn't like it was uh, completely loose, but it was... I'm sorry, Damon. I'm sorry. I got to interrupt you. I have reprimanded that boy over there, and I told him, don't make no noise while I'm recording this doggone podcast. And what'd you do, son? 
It's so cute. It's so cute the way you sneeze, dude. I'm sorry, man. I Go ahead, Damien. I just wanted to make sure I chewed my son out and let people know that I'm a real parent. I'm the authoritarian here. Go ahead. There you go. There you go. You police that sneeze. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, loose, loose, very loose format. Um, it was an excuse to inject music that you were creating and little tidbits that we, we came across and just kind of get stuff off our chest. So that that's more or less what the podcast was. I don't know how many episodes we went. Um, there was a, a, a flow of... We had at least a patch, maybe one or two, three episodes where we felt like, you know what, this is something. This 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 is something here. If nothing else, we kind of felt halfway professional. So it was, um, it, it, they were good times. Yeah, I feel like the the Bonsai Brothers, I don't know, I feel like with y'all's caramel um, complexion, it just kind of like fits y'all very well. So we should have changed the name to the Darius Ruckers. The Hootie and the Blowfish. So who's going to be Hootie in this? Is it going to be Darius <laughs> or me? We can we can sing it off now. All I want to be with you. No, I, I think the chemistry is always there. I don't think... You know, it wasn't the format or the platform that gave us the chemistry. It's just a natural chemistry. We're all friends, right? Or, yeah. or brothers. We're brothers. There's a brotherhood there that it doesn't matter. We could we could organize a baseball team. There's going to be a chemistry there just because it's a natural thing. Yeah. So, to me, I always felt like that podcast was an opportunity for me to just... That's one of the few times people just said, all right, Danny, go ahead and be, <laughs> be Danny. And there's no, there's no hose barred and you don't got to apologize for that. And... I always felt like it, if had we kept up with it, it would have been a serious, a serious thing to be reckoned with by other podcasters, such as uh, whoever I don't know. Um, I, I would agree. And I, I think the the, the topics were kind of similar. It was just sort of loose, and we just talked. So it's just like random topics, like we do. He he was better. Like I feel like Willie D was better at just. We're gonna. He would find topics that I typically wouldn't think of, and we just talk, man. Oh, okay. Um, I I don't know, but I I will say I don't think there would be this had, you know, I had the experience and I felt already comfortable coming into this. That's why I could reach out to people and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Let's do it. And it was just based on the experience with the bonsai bros, which. I don't know. I th- I still think that's a thing, man. I, I don't know how y- y'all feel about that. Do, do y'all still have any of the, the recordings, or does Scott have them? And he still has y'all's, y'all's masters. <laughs> Are y'all gonna be able to get those masters back? <laughs> well, you know they're worth at least two cent, two cent on on the pound with that thing, man. I I don't know. I think they're still on. They're floating in the cloud somewhere. What was that pod talk? Floating talk radio. Yeah, yeah, that was so we had the collection with him, and then we did uh, blog, blog spot, blog talk. Dang, blog spot. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it's probably. I'm sure it's still there. I felt like I checked a couple years back, and everything seemed to be, from what I could see, seemed to be intact. So yeah, they, I mean, we didn't go uh, nearly as. Um, as long or as uh, deep with those as we did when we were uh, recording with, with Scott, but it was still it was, it was still a little something. And if we wanted to, we could resurrect anything and put it on the map. But I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, 
it's a, just a continuation. That's the way I, I see it. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm necessarily not a part of it. I'm, I feel like I'm still there uh, in a different form, but still there, still agree with you. We still all, for the most part, we're older, but we still have the same mindset. Nobody did a drastic change. Um, we're, we're essentially the same people we were, and, you know, just with a little bit more experience. So, uh, speaking of change... Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, this is Black History Month. Mr. Segway here doing his thing. <laughs> I love that transition. Yeah. Come on. So in. yeah, so you know, this uh, what's today's date? The twenty third of February. Yep. yep. So probably when we put this out, it, it is probably going to be next month, which is next Tuesday. Oh, I, might, uh, I might have to switch some things around, but hey, happy uh, happy Black History Month, y'all. Let's go. Shortest month of the year. Woo! <laughs> Let's go, baby. Nah. So speaking of change, you know, there's a lot of changes that um that you know. Uh, people are trying to make as far as name changing when it comes to you know Cameron Village, um, middle you know middle school in uh, Oberlin. Um, what else? You had Oberlin. It was it it was Daniel's Middle School. Daniel's Middle School. So let's just jump into it. Um, let's just okay. So it, the name of the middle school is called which to me middle just saying middle school is I'm still getting used to that. I'm used to saying junior high school, and I'm sure I don't know what the real difference is between junior high and middle school. But my era and my where I'm from, we did junior high. We ain't do no middle. School. I know up north in New York, I think it was middle school. Yeah, I when I moved to Raleigh, that's when I started hearing these middle schools, and it was sort of a little bit, a little bit different. It yeah. wasn't nothing drastic, but um, so. Daniels Middle School, and this was a recent change as of like last year or the year before, I want to say. They changed the name from Daniels Middle School to what? Do you know this answer, Damien, specifically? Yeah, no, that is, it is Oberlin, right? Yeah, so, o- Oberlin Magnet, yes, sir. Oberlin Magnet, so it's a magnet, okay. Um, yeah, I, and that was the first I've really paid attention or heard of it. Um, and now we're exploring the history is, is pretty crazy. It's amazing all the things, places you've lived your whole life, you've uh, come to discover much later. Um, and, and grateful that things have been uncovered. It could have stayed buried. So let's use this as an opportunity to bring um, the, young, the young lad in. Uh, son, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You, were, you were going to Daniel's Middle School. You were going to Daniel's Middle School when it changed. Do you know why was they he changed? Really? He was really. He's still there. Oh. So, look, surprise guest. Oh. Surprise guest. You know what I'm saying? Future star Harvard. I'm hoping you go to HBCU though. HBCU. Oh. oh dang. Come I'm gonna on let Willie now. D chew you out. <laughs> Willie D just go in on the young boy right there. Go on, get him. That must be his. I, I, that must be his I, Filipino right there. That, that <laughs> don't understand I'm HBCU. Not sure if, I'm not sure if he asked what an HBCU is. He, if did. he did. That's okay. Because as a young chap, I didn't know. I was, you know, I was uh, I'm not not so uh, knowledgeable in that, that that realm either. But that's okay because we're here to help guide, and not necessarily we won't tell anyone to do one thing or the other. But we were just want to lay the foundations, and you understand the history of this and we're gonna cover that hbcu so um, now you went to an hbcu right Damon? I, I sure did i attended 
uh, happily and, and graduated from the University of North Carolina. Uh, so it's a and is is North Carolina uh, Agricultural and Technical State University. One of those uh, crazy technical schools that were teaching black folks long ago when they wanted them to do more trades and whatnot all around. But it ended up uh, capturing an engineering program that is one of the top tier in the nation. And we've had a number of astronauts and, and everybody else you could imagine graduate from that place. Um, but historically black university, that's, that's, that's the big thing now. And um, though, if you go to many of these universities, a lot of them are now tied to their state systems. So the university I went to looks very different. Um, it's not, it, it, it's, it is more diverse than, than it was when I was there. Uh, but it's still HBCU, so um, we'll encourage him to, to maybe take a look at one of the uh, the books from the, our little brochures. But I'll save that for after the show. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. We what were we saying here other than you harassing yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so, H um, dog, let me tell you something, man. I want to know. Preparation H. Yeah. <laughs> so when. <laughs> You, you were in the thick of it when they were changing the name from Daniels Middle School to, what is it now? Oberlin. Speak up. Oberlin. Did you so, even realize what was going on? Yeah. Okay. How old were you? When they were cha- was this like last year? It was like last year or the year 2020. before. 2020. So last okay. year. Okay. So do you know why they changed the name? Because the guy um, wasn't part of the Wilmington thing. It was like a Wilmington thing that was racist. Yeah. He, he had some influence on the Wilmington massacre and... Yeah, okay, so you do know. Well, I'm glad they informed you as far as, like, you know, that whole situation that happened down in Wilmington. Well, they, and they're going to have to now at this point. If they're wanting people yeah, to yeah, change yeah, yeah. the names of these places, you can't, like, sugarcoat it and yeah. say, well, it just there's too many syllables in there. No, you need to say exactly what it was and, and what happened. So it's crazy because when I read some stuff, it was, like, as though he was a, a, a newspaper editor. So it wasn't like he was in the thick of it I don't think I think it was more so he was like inciting it he was instigating it but doesn't that effectuate more change yeah it's the, it's that it's that type of stuff it's the words it's the um, inflammatory statements it's the campaigning and you can do okay look at look at Trump I'm not I'm yeah. not stating my political affiliation but he went everywhere and, and these places were set ablaze <laughs> <laughs> Won't he in favor? He, he got them boys going and that, that fella elbowed that one. Like, that seemed to stir the pot more than anything. Um, go ahead, man. I mean, I just want to say that. Uh, That's because. Yes, you can go now. Thank you. Yeah, so um, so he was an editor for. The News and Observer. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, maybe from, you know, it just. I think it more more so signifies the times when you can when you can hold those particular points of view and still work for a place like that. Mm-hmm. Like Jesse Helms, he was he was uh, he had some real high rank in politics, yeah. and he openly stated how he felt about certain demographics of people. But, uh, what else have you heard about this guy who's who the school was named after? Uh. I see. I'm, I'm thinking about. I may be confusing the two because you were talking about editor and paper. I'm not sure if because I know with our 
local city, well, on the state paper, the News and Observer, it's already had its own uh, uh, checkered past in history, and they've, they've come up with different, um, in recent times, recent years, apologizing for their their editor and uh, uh, maybe the owner, but I know one of their um, the editor in chiefs um, had a hand in stirring up a lot of what happened in Wilmington with the Wilmington massacre. So there were a lot of newspaper uh, high-end folks that uh, ginned up a lot of the hysteria. Um, as far as uh, this particular person, I'm just starting to understand him too. So we see that he had something, um, he, he had a hand in stirring folks up for the whole Wilmington business, the, the massacre yeah. business. Let's call it what it is, a massacre. Um, and um, I, honestly, I, I'm still trying to discover more more on, on him because I'm hearing about here, and I'm also hearing about this kind of sort of for the first time. I heard bits and pieces, but until you guys pointed it out to me, I didn't realize, um, I mean, the pure history of it. So I'm still trying to understand where Daniels was coming from. I see that he clearly had a... Um, hand in North Carolina, whatever, because a number of places are named after him, I believe, at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, as well as uh, NC State, and I know, um, the, of course, there are reporters and all the news people, the media has been going to the, the folks at these different universities asking their opinion, and they're giving, well, you know, we're... Uh, thinking about addressing blah 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 blah, but they're not saying they're renamed. I think Chapel Hill is gone as far as to. Uh, Was there a statue of him at the the University of North Carolina? Um, I felt like that. There, there, there was a statue of him in 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 downtown Raleigh, I believe. Okay, that's right. No, you, you yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, they got it removed. Yeah, I see that the uh, the great grandson or whatever, he was he was talking about it, and I guess they're gonna put it like in storage until they can figure out where they're gonna put it at. But it's more so gonna be like on like a private pro- property or something like that. So the stat- they the might as well just in, demolish that thing. It's in Nash Square. It was located in Nash Square, and they pulled it out. That's right. The great grandson, whoever the family member is, and so. Uh, Okay, and I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm looking at it down Wikipedia. So Josephus Daniels, the, they say he's listed as the principal shaper of the News and Observer. So he and a couple of others uh, had a lot of uh, pull at the, the, the paper, sure. and that um, they, they had a part in quite a few things uh, post, re, uh, you know, before Reconstruction and during Reconstruction, and. Um, I know they, they were kind of against, uh, from what I could see, they, they, they said the paper was founded to expose corruption in state politics during the Reconstruction era. Um, and we know, or I, I hope a lot of us are learning that with Reconstruction, you had a lot more people, um, and I would say a lot more black people actually serving the first time uh, in politics. And you had a lot of them in a lot of your state governments and what was at that point kind of sort of federal government. And that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, which is why the Reconstruction period only lasted a few years before um, the rise of, of more or less the Klan. 
and I, I think that like the Wilmington massacre was sort of rooted in those same things. They had they had some uh, people of color yes. in, in these in these places, but uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that. So not only was Daniels um, he was a publisher, so the publisher for the newspaper. You can uh-huh. you can create a narrative easy, mm-hmm. yeah. and you can incite more things in, in that type of position. He was also a former uh, he's a former U.S. Navy secretary. That's right. that is crazy right. as I'll get out. So um, another bullet point: 1898, Daniels conspired with political leader Fernifold Simmons. You see that old North Carolina? You get names like that, Fernifold. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. Fernifold Simmons and former Confederate Army officer Alfred Moore to convince. Check this out. They, the, both of them, convinced the white residents that the black residents could steal their jobs and were a threat to their safety. <clears throat> this was done through racist speeches, pamphlets, and newspaper editorials and cartoons. So these are the tools of the devil. Mm-hmm. And the tools sometimes have more of an influence than the actual devil himself in certain cases. So, yeah, he's not the guy holding the doggone pitchfork and the burning cross. So the guy with the pitchfork and the burning cross, his hands are full. <laughs> but the, the editor or the publisher, he is creating this narrative. He is, in, I mean, it says it in pamphlets. Yeah. So once you get a hold of the people's minds and you make that decision for them softly, I mean, it, it shows that you can have an influence. You can effectuate more change. Unfortunately, in this particular instance, it ain't the type of change that people are wanting in 2021. Unfortunately, also, it is part of the road, a part of the building blocks to Raleigh, one of the most progressive places in the country at this point because of all the growth, but in North Carolina. So how do y'all think that plays into the people that have moved here from New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, California, Ohio, from these states that that don't, you know, don't affiliate themselves with slavery and things like that, which we know, I can tell you in New York, like Wall Street was, that was like a, a headquarters for slave auctions, but people up there act like, they'll act like they, they you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Mississippi, Alabama, all them places are known for slavery. But y'all, y'all did y'all's dirt too. You was just as dirty in certain instances. Wow, I never knew so that. how do y'all think I want y'all two to kind of give me some commentary. How do y'all think like that plays in with you know, with these with these people moving here now in twenty twenty one? It's probably what, 70 percent of the people in this in this city are from outside of the South and the other thirty are natives. I mean, with me, you know, even moving down here in 98, I mean, I just didn't think there was that much uh, history like that as far as a lot of, you know, racism going on, a lot of, you know, slavery going on and stuff like that in its past. Um, I mean, it's just crazy. Like now I'm starting to learn this stuff and it's probably because of what's happening a lot lately, you know? Right. Um, Right. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I hate the fact that, you know, we're supposed to be having a conversation about black history, but it's like, you know, we're kind of like focused on this, on this guy, Daniel. So it's like, you know, I want to talk more positive, the positive aspect of what, you know, coming out of, you know, name changing the school. So let me just say this real quick before Damon's like, so like, it's hard to. How could anyone think, and I'm just asking, how could anyone think that there wasn't some sort of, you know, 
negative history here when every time something pops up, the bathroom bill, doggone redlining, uh, voter registration, all that stuff seemed like North Carolina was the first state to say, hell no, we don't want y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so it, 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 it's hard to separate. I'm looking at this other section here, and I'm going to lead it to another thing. Another section I was reading about Daniels, because now I'm, I'm, I'm on him, but it's the bigger narrative. So this one, one section saying in 1894, paper sold at auction, and this was the Sentinel, uh, what it was called before it was the News and Observer. Um, who was a strong Democratic supporter, of course, at that point, the party switched, so it was Republican and Democrats were pretty much on on opposite sides at that point. Um, so you had one more conservative, so he was more with conservative caucus. Um, and with the help of Julian S. Carr and other friends, bought the News and Observer. Quickly, Daniels refocused the News and Observer to combat rampant corruption, what he was saying, and other problems he saw within the state. Put differently by Daniels himself, the News and Observer was relied upon to carry the Democratic message and to be the militant voice of white supremacy. And it did not fail in what was expected, sometimes going to extremes in its partnership. So Daniels believes that, quote, the greatest folly and crime in the U.S. history was granting blacks the right to vote. So, I mean, you've got wow. it without even trying to uh, parse, parse it out. He's telling you more or less where he's coming from. And, of course, that was a popular uh, stance at that point in time. So, yeah, the question of did it take all this time and for us in this the new century to finally make a change for somebody that was as blatant as he was? We understand that now, uh, especially last year, now you just can't get away with a lot of people just don't have the appetite for, for you to play like you were uh, you didn't know or if you know then you need to do something about it you need to do something now about it whether it's renaming or yeah or, I mean it's just a it's just a new generation and I feel like we're, you know this generation is not playing anymore as far as when it right. comes to, to racism so right. there's things that need to be done to make sure that we don't you know keep repeating the past yeah and, and what you're saying is true, man. They they don't have they don't have patience, and they're not willing to hear what what happened in the past. With people, oh, we're going to eventually get to. It. We're going to pass uh, a resolution to do a, a create a committee to talk about it a little bit. They're like, you know what? I'm not concerned about your committee. Make the change now, or we'll change it for you. And you know, I know people get on the cancel culture or, or whatever they want to say. A lot of the stuff. It's rubbing people the wrong way because it should be rubbing them the wrong way. They, there's no other way, no other nice way to um, to address these things. People tried to play nice before, and things kept getting kicked down the road. Can't get kept getting kicked down yeah. the road. We're at a point now where, um, you know, you just have to be unapologetic and, 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 and ask for what you want and demand, you know, demand justice or be ready to to go to the next level. So, so here's here's the irony in all of this is that it started with Daniels and the News and Observer, but 
all of the information I got was from the news and observer <laughs> report reporting this. So it's it's right. almost like they're they're trying to absolve not trying to, but they're in in their own way they're absolving themselves. No, I'm not even gonna say that. They're they're cleaning they're cleaning the, the skeletons out of their closet and they're at least right. acknowledging that that happened. Um, and just real quick, just because <clears throat> you know, with what Daniels did with his influence, dozens of black residents were killed. A black-owned newspaper was set on fire. Several thousand residents were forced to leave their town and hide. Um, I mean, it's easy to talk about it and to say the sentence, but. Just think about what that was like back then. Um, and the, the other thing I was thinking while y'all was talking was, was it that the people that are from, like, Damon, you're from Raleigh, so you're a rarity. Like, yeah. that in itself is a rarity. So I'm also, I am, I'm from North Carolina, but, like, stuff like this, I never gave it a second thought. Like, right. back home, you know, they got the, the auction houses, the the market house. We knew what it was. We knew what it what happened there. We knew the history, but it just, you know, I think most of us would be like, okay, that's some bull, that's some bull job that happened. But we never gave it. I'm not gonna say gave it a second thought, but we, we never put any energy behind it. So, do you think? Do, do y'all in particular think like there's more attention to this stuff because the day and the time, because social media, or because? Shoot, I think social media definitely plays a factor. Or, or is it people that are coming down here? I'm, I'm thinking that people are moving down here and they're saying, now you're seeing something tangible. Like, this represented what really happened. Yeah, and now yeah, you yeah. can see it is in your face. And people don't know how to digest that besides the fact of saying, we want it removed. Yeah. We want the name changed. Damien even said it. How many other buildings were named after Downers? You going to change the names of those? Right. That's just one guy in Raleigh. You see what I'm saying? The most progressive part of the state, I would say, besides maybe Charlotte, certain parts of Charlotte. So, right. it only gets worse from here, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it only gets worse the further out you go to these other small hick towns and you start unveiling that little, that whole lot of nasty history. What are you going to do? Change the name of the town? You going to change the name of the state after a while? Like, I'm, I'm wanting y'all's opinion on that. I mean... Vic, you want, you want <laughs> I have something, but I want to hear. I want to hear Vic. Oh gosh. Um. <laughs> no, I mean when you when you see a name, for instance, you know with the Cameron Village thing, like they're also talking about you know name changing that, and it's just you know when you look at stuff like that or here's like a name like that, knowing that, I mean I didn't know until I saw it on the news where Cameron was actually a what, a plantation owner or something yeah. like that. So, you know, when you know something like that, when a lot more people know stuff like that, you know, there's gonna be a, a outcry to like change the name. Because- Good, good word, man. Cause it's like, you know. <laughs> I know. Nah, it's just, you know, you don't wanna be reminded of the past. Like, I mean, you're gonna be reminded, but I'm just saying like, no, you said it. The people moving down here don't want to remind themselves that they're in the South. Is is it basically how it goes? No, this doesn't happen here. Raleigh is too progressive. Yeah, it's so progressive. Well, no, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, used, I used to think like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to remind me of the nasty history that that happened here. My son, my kids live here, and I, I I built a beautiful life here. Yeah. Then then to me that opens up gentrification. The P 
people that are getting pushed out have ties here to this land. The people have a history here. It's a history that they suffered with and that they struggled with. No, but it's, you know, I'm not trying to shy away from the history of Raleigh. But I'm just saying. But it's like, you know, it's interesting to know these little histories about Raleigh. Like, I don't know. It's it's just interesting. All right, Damien, go ahead. Your turn. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It, it is interesting, especially when you are, uh, you've always been in that place, as this is the case for me. So to to know that, um, to just hear about how they were, um, the, what did they say? The thirteen. Uh, I hate to say thirteen. Colonies. Oh yeah, the thirteen, the 13 uh, freedmen um, villages. Yeah, within Raleigh. Yeah. After. Um, I guess Yo, one one of the villages was Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I yeah but, that. but you gotta do a timeline check. See when actually. So from what I know about the real Brooklyn in New York is that it came from like Sweden or something. So uh-huh. there's either a correlation or a coincidence. I don't, oh, I like that you hashtag. Like that. There's a correlation or coincidence. Which one? <laughs> but I think those villages, those eleven villages. That needs to be a separate. It topic. was thirteen villages. Thirteen. Okay, excuse 13 me. Thirteen villages. Yeah, so I'm sorry. No, it, and there's it, only yeah. two left. Yeah, there, yeah. See, he knew I was going. <laughs> I think we need. We'll we'll have to. Ta- I want to tackle that with us yeah. three on a. We already hit the 30, 30 minute mark. Um, I don't know. I guess we need to uh, wind it down and, you know, this episode. We're gonna let let's let Willie D. You know, give give a uh, give these salutations and whatever else he wants to say, and we can close it out. That's fine. Um, He's like, hold on, man. That's <laughs> I got no pages of script to go from, man. <laughs> you, mean, you, you just took my. I was gonna go on on the, the, the uh, nah, New you, York Brooklyn part. And, you could go ahead. Um. Well, what Danny was saying with um, it's interesting because I did. I had to look up all this stuff about name changes and the different places in the U.S. Never mind the world, but different places in the, in the U.S. Um that may change for one reason or the other. Uh, yeah, some places changing because of colonization, British colonization, and it it didn't reflect the, the local community, so they made those name changes, or they did it for whatever reason. New Amsterdam, there was a show about this. This is what this place was called first before it turned into a city you know and love. Where is this city? What is the city now called? Okay, okay. Give me the question. Give me the get form formalize the question for me. I I understand it better. All right. So I'll put it like this: New Amsterdam, New Amsterdam was founded as a Dutch settlement and served as a seat of government for the new uh, the New Netherlands colony. The land was purchased from Native Americans for twenty four dollars, mm. almost a thousand dollars in today's dollars. That's crazy. And its ownership was contested in violent confrontations for a number of years. This place is called New Amsterdam. What is it called today? So I'm going to say, because I kind of know the settlement patterns of like the Southeast and how, because it all pretty much started from the Southeast, from Virginia's and the Carolinas and a little bit of Georgia and it grew into what it is. So I'm going to say it's somewhere up north, like Yorktown, Manhattan or... I don't know. I reckon Manhattan or one of the boroughs is what I'm saying. All right. This place got its name when it passed into English hands in 1664. 
King Charles II gave his brother, the Duke of York, ownership, and New York was born. Mm-hmm. Named after the British, the famous, famous British city of York. Wow. I was close, Yorktown. Well, like, so I think, I think the theme of this is that names carry a lot more weight, and there's a lot more history in the name, just as much history in the name as the place. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That was nice. Wow. That was Let me like fall that. back. No like hashtag that. on that one. No <laughs> <laughs> walk it out. Now walk it out. <laughs> that was juicy. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Very juicy. So, uh, I don't know, man. This, I'm not going to call this no Bonsai Brother reunion. It's all, I always consider us just sort of interchangeable. Um, right. Yeah, this is something me and Vic are are doing together. But yeah, you're always invited. Yeah, you're always on, there. On any discussion. That's not a, it, it, I don't just see a difference other than the timeline and. and I just, feel like I should I, I should do a plug for myself though. Do go go man go, go. Hey everybody, uh, Damian Williams here. Um, <laughs> I'm on my fourth year of ABCs of February. Something I do on Instagram and Facebook. You can always follow me. Damien underscore Williams on Instagram. Um, D-A-M-E-O-N underscore Williams. Find me. Like I said, every February I try to do the ABCs of something. Uh, last year I did Reconstruction. This year I'm doing uh, Black Patriots. So the the black people you did not know that fought and had a part to play in the Revolutionary War and in the founding of this country. Didn't even know it, but they were there. If if not for a few of them, who's to say that the United States will even be the United States? So um, I'm still in the very much in the middle of my ABCs of February. You can just check my stuff out. I try to address something black and black every February, and um, I'm a I'm a fan of history. So and you know this is stuff that we were never taught in school. So I like to approach it um, almost kid friendly. So any level. Any age can. Well, yeah, along 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 with it, I mean, you're putting like artwork with it as well. So you're giving you're giving a visual of you know the ABCs of Black History Month. As if it were in a children's book, yeah, absolutely. So I I I try to bring you in with the visual, and then you mistakenly stay a little too long, and you read some history, and then you can't unsee it. Um. So is anything for for sale? Is there any type of Merchandise um, that comes along with it. I have uh, last year. I did some. I printed some of those steel uh, images I, I created uh, and put them on canvases and sold those canvases at one of the um, local um, coffee shops. This year, I'm thinking I'm trying to work this into an actual book, a paperback book, uh, just a small little something. And it's um, it's it's what I would envision if I had a chance to as a kid growing up to see a book with ABCs and, and with people that look like me and a little bit of the history of this country um, to, to see what it would look like in, in this form. So I'm trying to get it in book form and at towards the end of this, this February, which is coming up. And at some point, maybe get those things distributed to folks. Yeah, of course. Like, let me know. I'll, I'll make the purchase and, do the support. I know it, it starts, it's got to start somewhere, man. You just need 
sometimes people just need support, and I know what it's like not to have it and to have it. So, of course, I'll support it. And, um, dang, it, you know what I was thinking? Like, we do one every time we cover a topic like this. He has some illustration and something to go along with that for sale after the podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, let him sell that. But, okay, so um, that's good. You that's should, an idea. I like that. We might we might have to try you know do a one rounder and just see how that how that goes. Um, so any salutations? That's Willie D. You know me. I'm the King C. Can't spell the rest. Who's next? Golden Gringo, and I'm the Ox. And I will be the Opus on this exchange. And we got who? I'm Willie D. <laughs> you sound like the guy for Cleveland Brown. What's the old guy's name? Um, so yeah, it's uh, the Ox and the Opus. Slash. Make sure you subscribe, prescribe. Bonsai Brothers. Go to whatever dot com or dot org Blog we have. And just Google Glock. Uh, just Glock Google. Uh, <laughs> for the killers in the game. Just, 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 just Google Bonsai Brothers and then uh, blogspot.com. Hopefully it'll still be up it'll there. Pop, it'll pop up, man. Y'all might, y'all might surprise me on, on some of that. And uh, just so you know, if y'all live in Raleigh and, and all of the contiguous areas, the soil is rich in a lot of this negative stuff that, you know, y'all are protesting against. So next time you uh, drive up the road and you read the name Daniels or Pettigrew or Idlewild or something like that, just know that there's some history tied to it. And when people talk about gentrification, especially in this area, they I think they have a couple legs to stand on. Like the history, the name, and, and the place means a lot to these people that are from here. Yeah. So we should respect that. Uh Word to the mother goose. We out, man. I appreciate it, Willie D. Thanks for having me, fellas. Peace. Wow, that was good, boy.